This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom Aleichem. I hope everyone's doing very well. Hope you're all feeling good. Had a big log by Aymer, Rav Shimon Baichoy. I'm sure he went in front of a Kirsch Baruch Hu. There's a story by Rav Shimon Baichoy where there was a terrible plague in the city. And he came to the city and he saw there was a plague. And he davened to Hashem that the plague should be taken away. And immediately the plague was taken away. And it says that we see that Rav Baichoy was even bigger than Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because there was a plague by Moshe Rabbeinu by... Um, so they were dying, and Akash Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu knew a secret. When he went to Shemayim to get the Torah, so it says that he um, he got a present from every angel in Shemayim. And uh, he met the Malachim Aves, the, the Satan Malachim Aves, the angel of death, and he said, so what do you, what do you got to give me? What's your present for me? And he gave him Ketores, and he told him, if there's a plague and many people are dying, the way to stop the plague is to bring Ketairis. So we see that by Moshe Rabbeinu, to stop the plague, he had to bring Ketairis. Rabbi Shimon Mibayichai didn't need Ketairis. He did it just by davening. Even bigger. So, I'm sure that he prayed for us all. And, um, Hashem, this disease should go away. And everyone should have a full shalema. We should be back in our shuls and back in our shul, and shuris should be shuris, and all the yamtayvim should be all the yamtayvim, and everybody who's sick should have refuas and yeshuas, and the chamas and panasa, and all the other good things. Tonight, we're learning Lila Nishmas, a very, very special, very special man that um, mm-hmm. actually I went to Mir Yeshiva on King's Highway, and he at that time owned the Apirian Manor with all the weddings. He was, he was a very, very special man. And he has very special children. And um, they asked me to learn Lila Nishmas, their father. His name was Alex Klein. Um, he died from the virus. Very, very special, energetic person. And uh, his name is Avraham Shmuel. Shmokel. It's interesting. It says, um, it says that any person's name who has an Aleph Lamed in it, Michael, Raphael, Gamliel, um, Shemuel, or yud Hey, Zechariah, Ha, Zechariah, Zechariah, Shmaya, um, any, any name that has a yud Hey, Yehoshua, it could be the yud Hey in front, or the yud Hey at the end, also has a very special Neshama. So because it has Hashem's name, it's a certain, like, code in a person's name. So his name was Avram Shemuel, Shemokel. Ben Aryeh, his father had a, had a Yud at the end of his first name. Ben Aryeh Leib. Avram Shmuel Ben Aryeh Leib. And the Shema should go up and up and up. Should have Nachas from his children. And um, should be Eli Nishmas tonight's share. There's an organization that I talk about called the dailygiven.org. It's one word, dailygiving. D-A-I-L-Y-G-I-V-I-N-G. Dailygiving. Dot org. A lot of people write dot com and they don't get, it doesn't happen. So you have to write daily giving, one word, daily giving dot org. What they do is fascinating. This, they came up with this idea, this, this, this young man came up with this idea that you should give a dollar a day. This already happened a while ago before this whole thing we got locked in. And everyone, anyone who went to shul always, the guys went around, they had these cars with poor people. 
that are not coming to your house anymore, and who are coming to shul, you gave a lot more than a dollar a day. Even if you, even if you gave a quarter to each one of them, it came out to a lot more than a dollar. So this happened before the pandemic. There's always a fool before the before the makkah, and um, they're just asking everyone to give one dollar a day. Who can't give one dollar a day? Five dollars a week or seven dollars a week, and you can't give on Shabbos, but four Shabbos maybe on Friday. So, so if you give a dollar a day, a whole a year, you're giving three hundred sixty-five dollars. But you're not writing a check for three hundred sixty-five dollars one day or credit card. It's only one dollar a day. So right now, he told me today that he has one thousand eight hundred and seventy people signed up. So he's getting almost two thousand dollars a day. Do the math. If he gets two thousand dollars a day. In the 365 days, right? So that's 730, almost, almost, plus 12 months. It's almost a million dollars a year at one dollar a day. And they give this to many, 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 many different tzedakahs. It doesn't like go to one tzedakah. It goes like Hatzalah had last night. It goes to each Hatzalah in each place. So they went to the Gedalim and they have um, all these different tzedakahs. Today, today's dollar a day happens to be going to Torah anytime. It just comes out that today it's going to Torah anytime. Um, so, it's very, very important tzedakah for you. It doesn't hurt. And for them, so they want, their their objective is right now to get 18,000 people. 18,000 people to give a dollar. So, just give a dollar a day. It's $18,000 a day Times 365 days, right? That's like seven million dollars. I don't know, many, many millions of dollars. So they want to do that by sure. So whoever can do it, sign up. It happens to be that the ranch at Bethel, um, which is my rehab for girls, Baruch Hashem, no one's been sick there. Baruch Hashem, it's been really going amazing. Um, is one of the tzedakahs just got just joined one of the to be one of the tzedakahs. So you'll be helping me, but you'll be helping a lot of organizations, a lot, a lot of organizations. So again, just go online. It takes two minutes. They they write, they walk you right through it. It, it takes mamish two minutes to do the whole thing. Dailygiving.org. Okay, let's see if we can hit eighteen thousand. Um, it would be a big compliment to me if after this year um, there's a few thousand people listening to this year. If everyone could join, they'll they'll see that. Oh wow! After this year, a bunch of thousands of people. Listen to what you had to say, and they gave a dollar a day. It's a dollar a day. It's not not going to change your life, but it's going to change a lot of organizations' lives. Okay. Um, Torah anytime. I'll talk about Torah anytime for a moment. Torah anytime. I mean, during this whole pandemic, is they've been doing amazing work, live shiurim, all kinds of different things. Moishi Seifer here, Baruch Hashem, who's here tonight, who comes to my house. I think he's been in my house five times this week. Different shiurim, zooming, whatever it is. Um, they're doing are doing amazing work, um, but they need money. Now, wh- why do they need money? Because they're realizing when there's such an amount of people signing in that they don't have the technology, they have to upgrade. In computers, you have to continuously upgrade. So they got to upgrade their website, they got to upgrade their technology, which costs a lot of money, to be able to carry um, as much as they're carrying. So there's a button on Torah Anytime, that says donate. They're not saying to donate $1,000. They're not saying how much to donate. But I, I, I think that it's very important as a curse of Tov, if you nene from someone, if you get someone from something from someone, and Torah has no price, whatever it is, you should show them 
that you care. So I, I think to them it's more important the number of how many people donate. I mean, it's important that you donate whatever you can, but how many people donate. So if they're giving shiurim and tonight 100 people donate and there's 3,000 people watching, they know that there's 3,000 people watching, but only 200 of them felt that they want to have a karosotov to them. So I think it's very important that, that you go on. Whatever you give, but at least they see. You know, one of the things... Um, Last night in the Hatzalathon, where they raised a lot of money, so he did keep talking about how much I think they raised fourteen million dollars. But more important than this guy, I don't know who it was, but whoever was running the the, the, the Hatzalathon, he kept saying seventy-eight thousand people donated. So that was more important. In other words, the money, of course, is very important. But seventy-eight thousand individuals in Klaistro felt. They want to help Hatzalah. That, that, that tells Hatzalah, like, you could have one guy, one guy, let's say one guy gave $14 million, right? One guy gave $14 million. That means that there's one guy out there that is crazy across the top. Maybe they saved his father, his kid, whatever it is, right? Still got $14 million. But when they got $14 million last night, I don't remember how many people were on, but I think it was 70, 80,000 people. That means that there is a football field bigger than the, than the, the bigger, then the Shasasan, which had 60,000 people, that, what, 100,000? That, 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 they had a whole stadium. stadium full of people saying, I love Hatzal, I want to help them. Torah Anytime is not getting that. They're not getting that. Do they have people that send them checks and help them? Of course. They need more, but of course. And, and the guys like Moshe Seifer and the other guys that work for them, they don't even get paid. They don't even get paid. They volunteer. But there are people that do have to get paid. It's it's technology, and and to them it's like Rebbe, why aren't there more people donating, hitting that button, showing across the top? So I said, because you're not used to you're not used to paying for a shear. You go to Dafyim every day. You don't you don't donate to the guy who's giving the Dafyim. You're not used to it, but uh, they don't realize that there's a lot of technology and and the upgrade is for everybody else. I mean, they did a big thing this year because. Um, they felt, I felt, that, that Torah Anytime was only, only online, and there were a lot of people, good people, that don't have online, and they couldn't get the shiurim. And I don't want them to go... Torah Anytime is if you're online anyway, we want you to go on and learn Torah. But we don't, we don't want you, and I'll tell you straight up, I don't want you to go online to listen to my... to go get a computer or a smartphone because you want to listen to Rabbi Wallace's shiur or anybody's shiur. That's not what this is all about. It's all about that... That if you have it, then you might as well use it for Tyra. But if you don't have it, we don't want you to get it. So what did Tyra Time do? They, 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 went, they, they have a way for you to call in, and you're calling in, you use your phone, like the old days, and there's no technology, and you get all the shearing by phone. That costs a lot of money to do that, to go audio, just audio. But uh, there's a lot of people that listen to my shearing and a lot of other shearing on Torah anytime, and I'm like, like you, you live in Monroe, like, how do you get, how do you get my shearing? And they're like, we listen. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a device. I listen to you. Until any time has a phone number. Maybe Moshe, if you can get me the number, I could tell them. You know it. The heart. Seven one eight. So if you know someone that doesn't have a smartphone, because you're watching, so you do, um, or technology. Um, seven one eight two nine eight two zero seven seven. Okay. Canada is 647. Canada. Hi, Canada. 647-797-0056. 0056. So you call that number, 
and you get all the shirim, and you don't need to have a device. They're unbelievable. They're they're my talmidim. They're special. I love them, and they're doing something amazing. Let's show them that we care. Even if you give a dollar or two, whatever it is, they see that they hit the donate button. Okay. Um, let's learn. So there's a very there's a very big connection between Pesach and Shavuos more than any other yontif, right? There's no, there's no real connection between... I mean, you can find a connection between Purim and Hanukkah, Shavuos and, um, uh, and, and Sukkot, Sukkot and Pesach, but there's a real connection in the Torah, a real connection between Pesach and Shavuos. Why? Because Shavuos is the only yantiv that the Torah doesn't tell you what day it is of what month. Pesach, um, uh, Rosh Hashanah says the first day of Tishrei, of the seventh month. Um, Yom Kippur says on the tenth day of the seventh month. But Shavuos is Tisru Shiva Shavuos, is you count seven weeks, 49 days from Pesach, and that's Shavuos. doesn't say what day of the month. So the only way you know when Shavuos is, is if you know when Pesach is. Because Pesach plus seven weeks is Shavuos. So there's a very deep connection. The basis of Shavuos is based on Pesach. No Pesach, no Shavuos. So you don't know when the seven weeks start. So, I'm not going back to my story that I said um, with the princess, the whole story with Pesach that Hashem fell in love with us, but all the all the all the swarm right, the Kabbalistic swarm, regular swarm right, that Pesach was when Hashem fell in love with Klai Yisrael, and we got engaged, and he said we're going to go get married by by the by the Har Sinai, and couple of Harkigigas, he made a chuppah, he took the mountain over their heads, so there was a chuppah, and. He gave us the luchos, which were two stones inscribed, made from sapphire, blue sapphire. So that was the that was the kedushin, and um, we get so we got engaged Pesach night, and we got married. Shuvas night, we're getting married. Mazel tov. The ultimate, the ultimate shidduch, the ultimate wedding. Amazing, and. In, in Kabbalistic writings, I could, if anyone wants me to send it to you, there's actually a ksuva that Hashem wrote to Klai Yisrael, and a, and, um, a beautiful, beautiful ksuva where Hashem brought witnesses and everything on one side and the other side. And there's a tanaim. There's a tanaim and then a ksuva. I read it every Shuvah night. I mamish cry. It's beautiful. So, so we really got married. Um, so what are we supposed to be doing between Pesach and Shuvah. Why didn't Hashem take us right away um, to, to, to Hasina? What, what, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? So there are seven weeks, and we know that the first day is Chesed, because it's Chesed, it's Gevura, it's Chesed, which we all know is kindness, and Gevura, which is strength, Teferis is beauty, Netzach is forever, Hoyt is a, a higher level of beauty, Yisoyed is the foundation. And finally, Malchus, where to marry the king, you gotta be, you gotta be a queen. You gotta be a princess to marry the prince. So that we start with Chesed, Shebe Chesed, the foundation of the Svira, of starting off on the second night of Pesach is from Chesed, and we end, on uh, the end, on the 49th day, we end with Malchus Shebe Malchus. That's it. We're ready to get married to the king because we're the queen. We're 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 at the, at the ultimate machos. So we see 
that and, and, and until we get there, every week we have seven different combinations. The first week Chasid Chasid, then there's strength in Chasid Gevura, there's beauty in Tiferes Chasid, there's Netzach, there's forever Chasid, there's Hoy, there's a different kind of beauty. Yisait Shabbat Chasid, there's a foundation in Chasid, there's a Malchus Shabbat Chasid. It's like the king and the, and, the, and the queen can do more Chasid than anyone else because they have the power to do whatever they want. So the basis of the growth of a Jew to get to get married to the Shekhinah on Shuvah's night, the basis, the foundation, you have to start with Chesed. You have to start with Chesed. And you work from there, you go 49 levels, and Chesed Shabbat Chesed ends up the last day, not Chesed Shabbat Machus, but Machus Shabbat Machus. So the, tonight's share is, what is Machus Shabbat Machus? How do you, how do you get there? What's the, what, what do we need to work on? We have, I can't want to say how many days because it's already severe time. We're going to be careful. Um, well, we got... Yesterday was 34. Right, yesterday was 34. So you can figure out from yesterday there was 15 days. Um, so we have a short while to prepare ourselves um, if for, for, this, for, this coming, for this coming wedding. So what does it take to get to Machus Shabbat Machus? So... It's very interesting that we um, that we read we read Rus um, on Shuvus, and Mitzvah Shem we should all be in Shul be able to hear Rus. And there's many reasons that we that we read Rus. Um, one reason is that she became a Giyiris. she became a, she became a, a convert. She was Makabal the Torah. So there's many caches on that. If that's the reason, then why didn't we read Pashas Yisrael? He was Moshe Beno's father. He also was Mechabal Torah. He became Yisrael. And Yisrael gave Moshe Beno advice on how to talk to the Jewish nation and to make, and to make different judges. And there's a Pasha named after him. If you want to talk about, you want to talk about, on, on, on Truist, about a Ger, Yeres, read Yisrael. And there's Kabbalah Satara, which we do anyway, which it's there anyway, so you might as well read it. Kabbalah Satara is we read, right? On, on, on Truist. So you're there anyway. Why go to Rus? Go to Rus, some other story. When you're reading Yisro anyway, read the whole Yisro. They don't read Yisro, we read Rus. So, so, but that, well, one of the reasons that's given is that, that, that she was Makabal Tyra. I remember in school, um, the Rebbe said that Rus, um, equals 606, Rash is 200, Vav is 6, Tuff t- t- is 400, which is 606. She was a non-Jew, she was a Moavia, so she had seven mitzvahs b'nai noyach. She already had seven mitzvahs. When she became a Giyaris, she added, to get to 613, she added 606 mitzvahs. And the name Rus equals 606. Perfect. So that's why. So I asked my Rebbe, so you're telling me if her name was Miriam, we wouldn't read the story. Even though Dora Melech and everything came from her, you know, that's the reason we read Rus, because it's 606. Yeah, that's one of the reasons brought down. Another reason is that Rush was Makabal the was Makabal Hashem, the Shechina, she was Makabal Hashem. So if you take Rush, Resh, Vav, Tav, and you add a He from Hashem, to stand for Hashem, and you, and you mix up the letters a little bit, it has the letters of Taira. Rush with a He is Taira. So there's many different reasons given. But the, the, I think the main reason is that, um, number one, sometimes we struggle we struggle, um, and this is very important right now with people who are struggling, sometimes we struggle 
in, in, in Torah, in mitzvahs, in learning, in growing, um, and we don't think we have a chance, and we don't think we can, I don't come from that kind of family, I don't have that kind of head to learn, you know, I don't have yichas, and we think that we're going nowhere. Um, I gave a share this week to um, uh, my sister-in-law, Lisa Elephant, has a whole thing online for Shiduchim. They made, she already made two Shiduchim, it's like virtual meeting um, of boys and girls, because um, they can't right now meet, um, literally, because of the, the, the virus. And um, so they, they, were, they were a little bit older, these, these girls and boys that were on. And um, she asked me to give them, give them some chizik. So I said that I know a story of a girl who came to a shachin. And she, the shachin said, so what are you looking for? She said... I have my mindset on what I want. She said, what are you looking for? She said, I'm looking for, I want to marry the Gadol Hadar. I want to marry the Gadol Hadar. I want my husband to be the Gadol Hadar. Okay, that doesn't usually come on the resume. It's like a Rebbe, uh, a Tzaddik, uh, the Baal Chesed, Midos, the Gadol Hadar. She said, okay. Someone who comes to the table who wants to marry the Gadol Hadar must have some real huge yichus. So she she takes the, 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 the resume, says, okay. What? You want to marry God? You write here that you're in the midst of becoming a Jew. You're not even a Jew. Like, hello? You're not even a Giyavis yet. You're in the middle of learning, right, to become a Jew. I, I, I think you got the wrong address. I think you're like, you're, you're shooting a little bit high over here. She goes, no, but that's really what I want. Okay, let me go back. Let me see what else. What, let me see what your family does, whatever. Are you kidding me? You think that a, 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 you're going to get a girl out door? Your father is a cardinal? Not only a priest, he's a cardinal. <laughs> what guy, what guy's going to, I mean, you'll, you'll get a shidduch, but, but, I go, his father-in-law is going to be a priest? Ah, this is... Where do you live? Montana? There's no guys in Montana. Like, there's no Jews in Montana. I, 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 you have the, you got you to go back home, this is what they tell them, and you got to cross out all the stuff on your paper. You just, you just get, you know, you get a good guy, a good boy, Mr. Hashem, but... But this, you know, when you're Jewish, come back to me. But uh, you got to cross out the, the, on the top of your list is Galadar. You're shooting much too high. So I told the, these these people online, these young single boys and girls, I'm like, you need to know that if you want something really bad, and I'm telling this to everyone who's listening tonight, if you really want something very bad, I'll, I'll tell you a story that I say over many times, but I think it's very important. If you really want something really bad, never be scared to want the top. Don't don't short yourself. Because everybody listening, this girl, I know who she is. I know the story. Got the Galadar. Now you all want to know which Galadar. His wife was a convert and his father-in-law was a, was a cardinal. And everyone listening, you all know the story. Because that was Sipora who married Moshe Rabbeinu. 
Tzipora was a guy. When Moshe Rabbeinu came to the well, she was a guy. Her father was Kayan Midjan. He had every avoid the Zorah, he was the priest of Minyan in the whole world. She wanted this boy. In fact, when he heard that Moshe Rabbeinu was running away from Paro because of what happened, he decided to kill him. He put him, the Medjah says, into a dungeon without food to die. Because he didn't want, Paro was going to find out he's hiding him. He's going to wipe out his whole family. He said, it's Mitzri, he's coming from Mitzrayim. He's a, he's, he, 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 he left. And, and they're going to come follow and they're going to wipe us all out. So he put him in this dungeon. The Medjah says that every single day, Tzipporah would come to Moshe Benu and feed him. And after, I don't know, a year or longer, whatever it was, she came to her father and said, you know that, 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 it, that, that, that person that came, that, that gave me water, gave us water, um, I want to marry him. She said, I want to marry him, he's a skeleton, he's dead, he's a year. She goes, no, I think there's a miracle, I think he's alive. He said, if he's alive, we'll pull him out, and then of course the famous story, with this, and he can pull the stick out of the rock, then, then, the, then he can marry you. And Kachaya, he was like amazed. And it doesn't say that she ever told him that she fed him. But she wanted Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, she wanted to marry this, this tzaddik, this Gadol Hador. And, um, and she got him. And guess what? She didn't have to go to Mitzrayim to find him. She lived in Midian where there were no Jews. Hashem sent him to her. That's, that's what she wanted. So there's nothing out there, whoever's listening, there's nothing out there that's impossible. And it's the most important thing in learning Torah. Hashem judges us. Oh, let's, 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 hold on. It's in this week's parsha. It's in this week's parsha. right? By the way, everyone, you go to Shul and at the end of that, at the end of Laning, Chazak, Chazak, Hashem's telling us, don't worry. Don't worry. Let's look at the first Pasek. In if you go in my ways, and you keep my mitzvahs, let's see some Isam. Zok Rashi, Rashi says the first Rashi. In if you go in my chukim, Yochal, Zeki, my mitzvahs, Kishuai, Methuz, Saitishmaru. You would think this is about keeping the mitzvahs, because it does say, that's mitzvah say tishmaru. But it seems to be that, it, it wouldn't have to say, mechusay teilechu, etchumachusay If mechusay teilechu is mitzvahs, then you're keeping my mitzvahs, right? So that's what's bothering Rashi. Hari kima mitzvahs amor. Ha'amani mechayimitz im mechusay teilechu. What does that mean? That if, if you're keeping the mitzvahs, what is mechusay teilechu? Shetiyu amelem batayra. You should work very hard, Sweat to learn Torah, which means it's not coming to you easy. It's not the amount of Torah that you that the amount of Torah that you know. It's the work that you do. The amelus matayra. It's the work that you do. So Rus, um, which I think we'll, I mentioned, we'll have some time to talk about what it means to become Aim Hamalchus from where she came from. Um, Rus is such a helpful. Such a helpful reading, because Yisrael became a ger, which is a big thing, don't get me wrong. He was much better than father-in-law. It's not such a chiddush he became a ger. He saw, it, it even says, when, then when Yisrael came, when Yisrael, what did he hear? 
he heard Chris Yamsov, Kabosatoira, Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Okay, so he was like amazing, and he had Moshe Ben as his son-in-law. Rush didn't hear anything. Rush didn't hear anything. Was no, no, uh, no miracle. Just the opposite. Her husband died. Her brother-in-law died. Her father-in-law died. Naomi had no money. She was broken. She, she. It's not like Yisro, where Klaisro was was the nation of the world. So he heard this, so he became a gear. I mean, he gets credit for it, don't get me wrong. But you don't learn from that, that you can be down in the dumps, and you can end up becoming Eim HaMalchus. Rus is the most hopeful story that a person can learn. And we're going to go through it. And that is very important when you come to Shavuos. That no matter where you come from, no matter how much you're hated, no matter... Where you belong, where you don't belong, but if you really want something like she did, she ended up becoming the great grandmother of David Amelech and the great 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 grandmother of Mashiach ben David. She's the ultimate. She is called the mother of all Malchus. You hear this? A guy who became a Giyaris, who came from the worst nation in the world, the most immoral nation in the world. Moab was terribly immoral. They had no Hakarasatov. They let the Jews starve when they came and asked for it. She came from the worst place and she became the mother of the Malchus of Klau Yisrael. So, when you're celebrating the marriage to Hashem, where you could say, he's God, what do you mean we married Hashem? I'm, a, I'm, I'm off of Ephraim, I'm going to be worms and maggots, I'm nobody, a little teeny bacteria, virus, wipes out the whole world, we're nothing, we're nobody, and you're telling me that I'm marrying Hashem on Shavuos night? And the answer is, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Go high. Go for Go for it. Go for it. Lahavda, I don't want to really say in a sheer uh, a story that's uh, not not in the Torah, but Wayne Gretzky was a I was a big guy into hockey and Wayne Gretzky was, was the best hockey player that ever lived. I, I saw him at a game, he was very he's a very skinny guy. Not like a big guy. And um High scorer, best hockey player that ever lived. So they interviewed him, and they asked him, "What? How? Like, like? How did you? How do? You, how does one become the highest scoring, best hockey player in the world?" And he said that when he first started playing hockey, he had a coach, and he was like a little bashful. He didn't really shoot the puck at the at the goal very often. He passed it. Wasn't sure of himself, so the coach saw this, and the coach said to him, "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Shoot it, shoot it to the net, shoot it. It'll hit a skate, it'll hit the, the it'll hit the bar, it'll hit a, a stick, it'll bounce. But if you don't shoot it, can't get in. You, you can't get in. So your job is to shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck." You miss 100% of the chances you don't take. Good chance. We're talking about good stuff. So, so I'm only telling you that because it's Mamash and Nevi Dika's thought that you gotta try. You gotta try. She, she, Ruth tried. She got, she got, uh, Boaz. She got the girl Hadar. She got the girl Hadar. She got the biggest tzaddik of the door. She got the leader of the door. She got Boaz. Tsipora tried. She got Moshe Rabbeinu. These are two girls that came from nowhere. That, that would, uh, Bruce's parents were deep in Avodah Zarah, the king of Moab, 
and the, and the Queen of Moab, deep in Avoid Desire, nowhere. Um, and, and she became Emma Machus, and she became Aisha's Moshe Amenu. So whoever's listening to this share, just don't give up. Don't say you can't do it. The, the Torah shows us you could do it. You could do it in many places. The Torah is full of this. Yesi Vatsadi came from a slave, came from nowhere, and, and, and saved the whole world. And, and David Amalek, which probably will end up being next week's share, we're going to learn about, about his essence, also came from nowhere. His, the, his father thought he was a mamzer. His brother thought he was a mamzer. The Yolo B'Kal Hashem, they sent him out into the desert, into Beis Lechem. When Shmuel and Navi came, they didn't, and, and asked uh, Yishai to see his sons. He didn't even show him. And when Yishai looked at all of them, well, next week, the Navi Dikashir, before Shuas, about, about not judging someone from the outside, um, which Hashem, which Hashem says, it's not psychology. Um, I'll just grab you, so maybe you'll be interested in listening next week. Um, so when Shmuel comes, um, and he comes to Yishai to find out, because Hashem's come to go to Yishai and, and, and anoint the new king, um, so the first one he sees is the oldest brother who was Eliav. Listen to this. This is, this is God talking, not, a, not, not therapy. Listen. And this is for everyone out there. I wasn't going to do this this week. I'm just going to take a little piece of next week's share. Mitz Hashem. Everyone should be healthy. Don't, and I told this also to the boys and girls that were listening to the, the Shiduchim. Don't look at his looks. Eliav was very good looking, very tall, strapping, strong, muscular. So Shmuel comes and he sees this guy. He looks like the next king. This is this is royalty. This is this is king stuff. Big guy. Hashem says no. Al Talbeit Amarehu. Don't look at the way he looks. Don't look at his chitzanius. Don't look at how tall he is. Kimias Tihu. He has a terrible need of anger. So he does, I don't like it. Right? It says Rashi, he was he was yet angry. Listen to this, everyone. This is very important. Don't go by the way a person looks. Because people just look at people what they see. The Hashem, beautiful passage. The Hashem, Hashem says, you want to know what a person is? Don't look, he's tall, he's handsome, he's muscular, he's strapping. Hashem says, I am able to look into his heart. Okay? So, Yishai said, I guess this is not the one. About his oldest son. So, he called his next son, also big, tall, strong, king looking like royalty. And Yishai called his next son, Abinadav. And he brought him in front of Shmuel. Shmuel said, Hashem's telling me that, that um, he's, not, he's not the right one. Okay, son number three. And Yishai um, brought Shama, trying to find the right son. And Shmuel said, nope, we don't got him. This, guy, this one also Hashem did not choose. 
He brought all seven sons that he had. Something's wrong. This is it. Hashem told me that it's one of your sons, but it's none of your sons. Is that it? No more kids? The little one, not Katan, and the, the, there's one left, but he's not. He thought he was a mamzer. There's a whole story we'll talk about next week, but there's one left, like a leftover, like the leftover of Cholentan Jabbos, like a leftover. Vine Roy Abatsoin. And he's a shepherd. He's not royalty, he's not no king. Really, he said. Bring him. He said, bring him, and we're not going to eat until, we're not going to sit down to eat until I see him. He was a redhead, didn't look like uh, he was part of the family. I think he was also brings out he was very short. But he had, um, he had very, very beautiful eyes. Interesting. And uh, but Toiv Roya, he had a nice appearance, but not not royalty. Hashem, Hashem said, "Come get up, Moshchayu Kizehu." He's the man, the redhead. So we see over here that that Akedat Baruch Hu is telling Akedat Baruch Hu is telling um, the Navi and all of us that you're judging these people by the way they look. That's not the way to judge a person. You judge a person a person's heart. And this son, who was the cotton of all of them and just a shepherd, wasn't a warrior, was the one that became Melech Chai Rikayim. Such chizuk for all of you out there that don't think you're special and don't think you can make it and don't think you're royalty because I come from a dysfunctional family, I don't have the brains, I'm not an Iloi. It has nothing to do with it. God looks at your heart. He says that to Shmuel Hanavi. Again, let me read it again, and then we'll go back to Rus. What does Hashem say? Hashem ki adam It's in Pasik Zayin, Shmuel, Aleph, Perek, Tes, Zayin. You look at people with your eyes. Makarish Baruch Hashem Yirel Aleivav. I look at their hearts. Hashem doesn't look at your eyes. He doesn't look at your physical appearance. He looks at your heart. So you have two weeks left, a lifetime left, for you to look at your heart. Because that's what Hashem's going to look at. And I told these girls that the main thing today's share that I gave to my, um, it should be gazun, all on, to my seminary, everybody's invited to um, Ateras Nava and Benos Bina. Um, if you want to come next year, we're open. Um, if you want to listen to the cheer until next year, we're open. You just have to call, um, yeah, might as well do a little advertisement. Call Rabbi Grossberg. Rabbi Grossberg's number. Let's go. Everybody call him. Keep him up all night. Wilson, you gave my number out? Yes, I'm giving his number out. He said I could give his number out. You can call Rabbi Grossberg. Rabbi Grossberg's number, he's an unbelievable person. His number is 347. 
5645 and um, beautiful place to go beautiful place to learn Hashkafa and I, I give a sh- I, so every Wednesday is my share to the girls in the in both schools and 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 this is what we, we spoke about that that this time that we're home is a time for us to do introspection um, meditation and and appreciate who we are uh, you should love your friend as much as yourself, which means if you don't love yourself, you won't love your friend. So as much as you love yourself, and that doesn't mean you walk around hugging yourself, but loving, you know what loving yourself means? Or, or even, or is seeing the potential in yourself. Um, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Ronnie Greenwald, um, Oliver Shalom, was an amazing man. He was my, he was my dean of my high school. I loved him. Um, he always used to say, you know, why, why did he see things in girls and in, in boys that other people didn't see? And he said, I have a different pair of glasses than most people. I said, what do you mean? He, he called them rose-colored glasses. He said that when I look at a girl, 16, 17, off the derrick, challenge in school, I don't see her. I see her husband, her children, and her, great-grand- and her grandchildren, and her great-grandchildren. That's what I see. So a person has to see in themselves that their husband, their children, their great-grandchildren, the potential of a home, the potential of a home that does chesed, all the potentials that are in that person. And if you see that, that's what it means, that's what you should love. You should walk around, I love myself, I'm the greatest thing in the world, right? I could be the greatest thing in the world, I have the potential. Tzipora saw she could marry Moshe Rabbeinu, Rus saw she could marry Boaz, she, be, she could become Eva Malchus, and we're going to talk about that Midah in her, and, and then if you see that, that you see the potential in yourself, love another person like you do yourself. What does it mean, love another person like you do yourself? See the potential in someone else like you see it in yourself. But if you don't believe in yourself, and you don't see the potential in yourself, and you look down at yourself, then you're going to look down at the whole world. You, the problems in other people is, that you see is the problems in yourself. So a person who's very helpful, a guy could look at a building, a, a piece, I'm not a real estate guy, but there are guys that could look at real estate, look at the numbers, and say, this is a fantastic buy, and, and, um, or a piece of land, and I look at it, and I'm like, why are we doing this? And he's like, this has the potential to be, you know, it was a gas station, and now it has the potential to be a 60-unit apartment. I'm looking at a gas station. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Because he has the eye for that. A person can look at a, at a, at a black stone, right? And, and, and he's doing diamonds his whole life, and he knows the potential of this is to be a five-carat diamond. I'm looking at a piece of coal. So, so everybody has a different eye. Everybody has a different eye for what they, what they look at. Um, one of the eyes that you need to have, the third eye, as we say, is potential. So, 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 like, like many times my, my students will be like, hey, Wallstein, why are you wasting your time on me? And I'm like, I'm not wasting my time. I'm good at this. I know how to judge people. And I know that you're going to be a superstar. No, no, you're just telling that to me. You just want me to feel good. I'm like, no, I'm not wasting my time. I'm like a scout. I'm like a sports scout. I'm picking out the guy that I think is going to be the superstar. And I, I, I have the ability, I hope, Mitz Hashem, to be able to, to make that call. And so I believe in you. Why do you believe in me? I don't believe in myself. I'm like, I know. But I see your meat does whatever I see that, that, that tips me off that, um, that you're a superstar. I just had this with a girl. And she's like, 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 and she's doing amazing. Uh, which she came from, which she, she's doing crazy. She said, like, like, why did you spend so much time on me? And I'm like, cause I saw your potential. 
And I hope I'm good at that. So Rabbi Greenwald saw the potential in every soul. What Hashem is saying to Shmuel is is the potential of a guy that is good looking. There's no potential in that. That's not that's not everlasting. You got potential of a person is his heart. The foundation of being malchus is the chesed, is the ability, is the, the ability to, to to see the good in somebody else, and to see the good in somebody else, you have to see the good in yourself. And you have a lot of good. Everyone out there, you have a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff you can do. There's a lot of good stuff that you can do. No matter where you're coming from, no matter what you went through, there's a lot of good things that you can do. And um, Mrs. Ben Ezra, she was my prince. She was my director in Crown Heights Yeshiva for 30 years. So, she gave me my first job in, in Chinuch. Um, so she had a son that was a paraplegic. He was born without legs. And this guy started the Special Olympics in basketball. So there's, they had Special Olympics for people that have, you know, all types of disabilities. He started wheelchair, wheelchair basketball. You pass... You roll, you pass, you shoot. And it's one of the main sports in, in what's it called, in, in the Special Olympics. See, so he was born without legs. It wasn't his choice. But he took that to a level of, 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 of having the Special Olympics. I want to tell everyone a story about heart. I can't, I can't find this clip. Someone showed it to me. I must have seen this 10 years or 15 years ago. I don't even know how to Google. I don't know how to, I don't know how to look it up. But it, may, it had such an effect on me. So, now this film of the Olympics, I don't know what year, some of you probably remember it, and the United States was in the Olympics, and they have this race at the end of the Olympics, where it's called a relay race. So there's like four, four runners, and they run around the track, and then they hand a baton, like a piece of metal or something, to the next one, he gets it, and he runs. It's called a relay race. And the, the last one that runs, whoever wins, gets the gold medal. So, America was ahead. And the third, the, the third runner is now giving it off to the last runner, to the fourth runner, who was a, who was a woman, a black woman. And she gets it, and she starts to run. They were ahead, and she trips. And she mamish falls flat on her face and twisted her ankle. And you see her holding her ankle, and she's writhing in pain. And the whole crowd, there must have been like another eight runners, whatever there is, just runs right by her. She's on the floor, but they don't want to lose. And... When they run by her, they come out with a stretcher, and they put her on the stretcher, and then whatever team runs, and they win, and America lost, and she's on the stretcher, and she's crying, because she lost the, lost the Olympics. And I'm watching this film, and all of a sudden it fades out. And it goes to the Special Olympics. Special Olympics for Down Syndrome children. It's like people with disabilities. And they have a race. Just a running race, very short, not a long race. I don't know, a thousand feet, a thousand yards, whatever it is. And there will be like six or seven down, eight, eight actually, down syndrome kids, you know, ready on your mark, get set, go. And they start running at about 20 feet running. This one down syndrome kid falls flat on his face. Flat on his face. All the other runners stop. Go back. It's amazing. Go back. Pick him up. And start clapping. Race is over. No one, no one ran the race. And this, this thing comes across the screen. So who's normal? Never forget it. The other one was supposed to be normal. Run, you gotta win! Yeah, she fell on her face! Who cares? I gotta win. 
And these Down Syndrome kids, believe Hashem sees the heart. They stop. Who's interested in the race? Our friend fell down. I'll never forget. I couldn't find it again. I, someone showed it to me. Uh, if someone could find it online or whatever, don't go online. It's not worth it. But whatever. But the lesson. Maybe now that we're home, maybe we're becoming more human. Maybe we have feelings, you know, for other people. I went. I had to go somewhere, and um, I had no choice. And I get into the elevator, and I have my mask and my gloves. And this woman walks into the elevator. It's a big elevator. And she goes to the other corner of the elevator, and she turns around for me. I had the mask and everything on, but she, I guess she wants She turns around, and she's mama's like a kid in the corner, right? And I'm standing there, and I feel so hurt. I feel so abandoned, like I'm a human being, like not, not good morning, nothing. She turned away like, like I don't exist. Never in my life had that feeling. Baruch Hashem, I never had that feeling. And I was like, what a painful feeling to feel like you're nothing. Like in my life, you don't exist. And I'm thinking to myself, I deal with so many kids, so many people that have that feeling every single day. And they have no friends and they have no social life and everyone's partying, but they don't turn around to them. And I'm like, I was never sensitive to this on this level. And, and I went to visit my mother, uh, who's elderly, and I don't want her to catch anything. And I get off the elevator, she's all the way down the hall. And I'm like, Ma, you can't come near me. And she's like, Zacharia, just a hug. I want to bench you. Just let me give you a hug. And I'm standing by the elevator. My mother's down the hall. I'm like, Ma, you can't. Ach, nothing's going to happen. Let me just give you a hug. My, my heart was like exploding. I never felt that before. So... There's a lot of stuff going on right now that makes us more sensitive to humans and, 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 and changes our heart. And that's what we need to get from this. Because you're not in your money world, your friend world, your hanging out world, your chilling world, your home. And you're watching a lot of pain. And like I said, I never realized Bikr Chayim was not one of my things. And wow... There's a guy, I don't know if you're watching, you're supposed to make a man, you're not supposed to make a man, I know there's a whole thing with, with making Havdal on the line, I don't know, but I'm thirsty. So there's a guy that I know, He, um, I don't want to get him into trouble, but he works for the EMS for, for, EMS for um, New York City. He's an EMS, he's a fire department EMS guy. And he's like, um, Rebbe, if you need my help with anything, um, I'll, you know, whatever. I connected him to Avivit, Avivit, um, whatever is involved with patients and whatever it is. Um, anyway, one day he was, he's in the hospital, I guess he brought someone in, and there was a Jewish person, whatever, um, that the family hadn't seen this mother, this older lady, grandmother, mother, for a long, long time. And he went into the room, and um, for like one minute, I don't even know, maybe two minutes, he turned on his phone, and um, I think she's, she's even sedated, but he Skyped the, 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 the family, and they actually saw their mother for two minutes, and they're thanking him every 30 seconds for the rest of their lives. They just Skyped, and she, why? Because they haven't seen their mother, and they just wanted to make sure that she's still alive, and whatever it is. And, and you don't realize, like, the power of Bikr Cholim. I never realized that. 
and in Beit Hashem, when we're able to go out, it's something that I told my wife, I want, I want one night a week to go visit kids, visit people. I, I'm a good storyteller. I can tell them some good stories and bring them a Danish. I never thought it was that important. Ah, not that important. It's more important I give a shit, whatever it is. No, Bikachelem. Achnesis Kala, they're all a voice I made. They're all, they're all in that Mishnah. So, this is a time where you begin, you can, if you, you should, feel a lot of different sensitivities um, that you that you never felt before. You know, Hatzal is amazing at what they're doing. Um, everyone always appreciated them, but not on this level. Because they, they're not, they're, they're, they're going to save people, but they're not putting their life on, if someone's having a heart attack, they're not going to catch a heart attack. You understand? If someone needs stitches, they're not going to catch the guy who needs stitches. Here, they're going into 9-11, they're going into the Twin Towers. And, and they could get this disease and it could kill them, and they could bring it home to their families. So there's a different sensitivity, you know, until now, tell the guy, lights and sirens, yeah, you know. It's not lights and sirens when, you, when you're putting your life in danger. So like, Chavar Kadisha, whoever thinks about the Chavar Kadisha. Wow, what these guys are going through. Wow, what they had to go through, 40 Levias and crazy stuff. Whoever appreciated it, so... so Yes, if, I don't know if they need people. If they need people, I can't do it. I'm a Kayan. But if you could do it and you have the stomach for it, it's Chesach Shal Emes. And women, the Chavakadisha for women have to be done by women. And then maybe the Chavakadisha of Flatbush in Brooklyn or wherever you are, maybe they need your help. So, yes, a lot of sensitivities here. A lot of stuff to learn. No, I can't do that. You could do that. You could do anything. She probably got my Shrebedu and Ruska Boaz. There's nothing you can't do. Just high. Go for the high. You may not get that high, but you, you'll get somewhere. You'll get somewhere good. Never give up. And that's worse. Okay. We have, oh, we don't have, um, about eight minutes left. So next week in Mitzvah we're definitely going to talk about Davon Melech and why he wasn't scared to go against Goliath when even Shaul, who was a master, master warrior, um, and David Amelech's brothers, who were master warriors, and the whole Klai Yisrael, nobody was willing to go against Boaz, except this little redhead shepherd boy. What made David Amelech tick? And everything that made him tick came from his great-grandmother, Rus. So, I'm not going to give my Rus shit tonight. I'm going to give it together with David Amelech next week, because we, we got a little bit off the channel. But there's, there's a piece in here that I, one pasik that I want to talk about. And then we'll talk about Boaz, the Midas of Rus, that he called her Biti, my daughter. Um, very, very important Shia before Shruis. So, actually two little points. One of the points is never to give up. And never if you want to do something good, never to let someone talk you out of it. Now, Ami had two daughter-in-laws. Arpa was a princess. Her parents were kings. And Rus was a princess of Moab. Her parents were kings. They were married to Machlon and Kilion. They both died. And now, they loved their mother-in-law very much, which automatically should make, should make you aim on Malchus, that she wouldn't leave her mother-in-law on that level. So, yeah, she had some royalty blood because, yeah, whatever. Um, and you should love your mother-in-law because 
She gave you your husband. If you love your husband. So, they came to her, and, Vatetim in Amakam Ashahayashama, where they were, Ushtekal Sayyima, her two daughter-in-laws with her, Vatalachna Baderech, Lashur Leitz Yehuda, and now, they're going with her to Eretz Yisrael. Both, both Ruth and Orpah are going to Eretz Yisrael. Vatayma Namal Ushtekal Asayyama, now he says to her two daughter-in-laws, Leich no, please go. Shove no, return. Isha base ima. Go back to your, go back to your, to your family. These are princesses. Yasa Hashem imachem chasek hashayisisim imaysim imadi. They didn't take the, they didn't take the ksuba, they didn't take whatever it is, whatever the chasek was. She said, Hashem, she gave him a bracha, Hashem, um, should be with you. And very interesting everybody, if you look it up, when Boaz came, when Boaz came to the field the first time, the thing that he said to, um, Boaz, Boaz, Alechem, what did he say? What did he say? Moshe, what did he say? To the, to the, to the, Hashem Imachem. Hashem should be with you. Same Lashem. Same Lashem as Nami. Nami said, you know, Hashem should be with you. Right? Okay. Anyway. You should get married. She kissed them. And they cried that she doesn't want to take them. But Taima and Allah, both Arpa and Rus, and I'm, I'm, I'm ending now. And, and both Arpa and Rus said, We want to be Jews. We want to go with you. She said, what are you doing? Go home. What are you going with me? Am I going to have more children for you to marry? Who's going to marry you? Who's going to marry two Moabi girls? At that time, there was a Machlechus, right? I'm too old. It's not happening. My life is not happening. Okay? But the Senate Kailam, again they cried. But the But Tishak And those words, Verus is what made her the great great grandmother of Mashiach. She held on. But Orpah left. And Rus said, she still didn't give up. Naomi said, go home, don't stay with me. I told him, Rus, stop, stop bothering me, stop chepering me, to leave you, because I'm not going to. Where you go, I go. Where you sleep, I sleep. Amechami, your nation is my nation. Your God is my God. Wherever you die and they bury you, one day I'll die and they'll bury me next to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, that's dafka. Dafka means, how's a, how's a, how's a person dovek by Hashem? Dovek comes from the word glue. Devek is glue. Right? When a person says that I'm not leaving, and Hashem, wherever you take me, that's, that's what we said, that, that, that uh, Imuna means to surrender. Wherever you go, I go, my sail's up. Wherever you sleep, I sleep. Your nation, my nation. God, you're my God. That's the aim of Malchus. But we'll, we'll get to that next week. But what I want to tell you is like this. And this is for everyone that's listening. 
We're all going through this epidemic, this epidemic, this whole thing, and we don't know where it's going. And it might get worse. It should get better. Hashem should It could get a lot worse financially. We don't know where it's going. That's up to Kesh wherever it's going. But what's up to us? After the Holocaust, there were the people that would not leave Hashem. There were Dafka, but there were survivors, and they came. And I don't even understand it. I don't understand what they. I just heard about someone who had. Twelve brothers and sisters, they all got murdered. It's not, it's, it's not understandable. I mean, we, we're, we're in a crisis right now, and it's tragic that we lost so many Jews. But how many Jews did we lose? We didn't lose six million. Can't even imagine you, your whole family, not one person in your family, the whole family shot, used as 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 as, as experiments. It, it's not even it's not even something you could understand. But there were Jewish people that had this midah of dafka boy. They didn't let go. Did not let go. And you can't judge the people that did let go. And there are people that let go. Arpa, Medrash, who, it looks so beautiful. She's a great daughter-in-law, and I want to be a Jew, and, and I love you, and I'm crying. And, and Naomi talked her out, and Naomi said, what are you doing? You're a guy? You're not Jewish? What are you coming back with me for? And finally she listened and she left. What's the difference, everybody, between the one who holds on and the one let's go, and I have a whole story, but it's too late. Um, we'll talk about it next week, about the elevator story. But what's the difference? The one that let go was a medrash. The one that let go, which was Arpa, the night that she, the night that she left, Naomi, she slept, biblical tense, she slept with a thousand men and a dog. Medrash. She fell from, I, I, I want to go with you, and I'm crying. And she got talked into leaving, and she left. She fell to become a Moavi, immoral, because that's who they were in their basis. So they were together, Rus and, uh, and, and, and Arpa, they were together. And then a moment later, they weren't a little bit apart. She's with a dog and a thousand men. And Rus becomes the great-grandmother of David HaMelech, and the great-grandmother of Moshiach, and the Eim HaMachos. Manishtana. What's the difference between the two? One was Dafkabo, one didn't let go like glue, one held on, and one let go. We all need to hold on, everybody. Don't let go. Because like Rus, this is the times of Mashiach. I can't tell you it's coming tomorrow, but we definitely, if you look at all the simon of the weather, you know, I went up to the mountains to my ranch last week, Thursday. I had to go, whatever it was. And I drove up to the mountains. You know that the trees in the mountains and the Catskills do not have one leaf on them? Not one bud? I thought I was in the middle of the winter. They're just dead trees. They're all branches. And I came up to the ranch, and I, I can't believe it. I'm driving up, I'm driving up 17, the trees, it's like, it's like the middle of the winter. So Avi, who's the farmer who works my, who teaches the girls farming, and he's, I said, Avi, what's going on? It's me. And there's no leaves. Forget about flowers. And he couldn't plant. He didn't plant because every day there was frost and cold and freezing. So he couldn't do, we do planting with the girls. We, we, we make our own vegetables and everything. He couldn't plant. I said, Avi, what is going on up here? He says, Revi, it's not normal. It's still winter. And it does say that in the times of Mashiach, the, 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 the seasons are going to get all messed up. So I'm not telling you it's coming tomorrow, but we're definitely, we're definitely in the, the times of Mashiach.
So we have to hold on. The Dufka boy, we can't leave. And it says that when he went to fight, when he went to fight Gullius, which we're going to read next week, Gullius saw Dodamelech, he didn't see the, he didn't see the slingshot, he saw Dodamelech with a stick. So he said to him, very weird, in front of everyone, he said, you making fun of me? You think I'm a dog? So the Mephoshim say, what kind of statement was that? He said that because everybody knew what happened that night with, with Arpa. So he was saying, you think that the dog got pregnant and that's, I'm the giant, I came from that. You're making fun of me that I came from the dog. So they all knew about this whole story. That's how far she dropped because she let go. Everyone that's listening, with Dafka boy, Shemi of my God, when you go, I go. When you sleep, I sleep. What you do, I do. I'm not letting go. And if you don't let go, you're like Rus. If you're like Rus, you're connected to Mashiach. We should all see Mashiach. I'm here to Thank you for listening. And don't forget, a dollar a day will help a lot of organizations in a big way. Thank you. Good night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.